A stoush has emerged between the All-Whites and New Zealand football. Michael Burgess has written a great piece in the Weekend Herald revealing that former captain Winston Reid, vice-captain Chris Wood and uh, teammates Bill Tuiloma and Joe Bell, with the backing of the wider squad, wrote a letter to New Zealand football president Johanna Wood and her deputy Scott Moran expressing concern about the lack of matches for the All-Whites and what the plans were to rectify that moving forward. They hoped that the letter would spark some ongoing conversation. That didn't happen. Instead, the uh, response was, in the words of a couple of the players, disrespectful and lacking in empathy. Michael Burgess is with us on Weekend Sport. Have I got the basic facts of that right, Michael? Yeah, Pine, he summed it up very well. Uh, that, that, is, that is the process of what happened. And I, I just think the biggest surprise, Piney, is that when you get when you get a guy like Chris Wood Winston Reid, guys like that with their reputation, everything they've done for the game, uh, when you get them taking the time to sit down, write to the board, outline their concerns, and, and as, as they told me, or as was sort of conveyed to me, they kind of expected this to be the start of a discussion um, where both sides could sort of put their point of view. What they didn't expect was a sort of stonewall, uh, a 900-word corporate-style letter to come back to them um, and, and sort of end of discussion. Uh, that, that is, I guess, the, the biggest surprise out of all this. So is this nothing more than a financial decision by New Zealand football? They're saying, look, playing games, playing all whites games is expensive and we simply don't have the money. That is essentially what they're saying. Uh, that's the biggest factor. And you've got to have some sympathy for the board and New Zealand football because it is so expensive to assemble teams. Uh, the All-Whites, the football fans, all the teams New Zealand football have to, have to cover. Uh, they do have a lot of money in reserve, so what they're saying is they need to be careful over the next four years with that money. What the players are saying is, look, we, we've got to take these opportunities. We've got, to, we've got top 50, even a top 20 team that want to play us in November. We've got to evolve. We've got to keep playing. We can't hibernate for six months. I think these senior players have been around a long time they realise the danger of just hitting pause and not doing anything for six months. Plus, everyone knows the benefits of playing, all the exposure. Maybe another player will get noticed by another club, maybe some sponsorship opportunities. So there's so many intangibles when it comes to the, the positives of playing games. Would New Zealand football have made money from last weekend's game, Michael? You would have thought so. Uh, I've tried to inquire this week and and yet to find out, but I would have thought with 35,000 people at Eden Park, um, there would be some co- a pretty good profit out of that. I, you know, they had costs, obviously, but Australia covered the costs of the All-Whites going to play, most of the cost of the All-Whites going to play in Brisbane, and then All-Whites covered the cost of Australia coming here. But, of course, Australia only arrived uh, the day before the game on the Saturday, so that's only two nights accommodation, a few other things. So you would have thought there would have been a very, very tidy uh, multiple six-figure profit out of that game, which is another reason that that I guess the players would be frustrated, wondering why you can't find two or 300,000 to to put on a game in November. Plus, the other point you you said at the start, Piney, was they really want some clarity about what's going to happen with games moving forward because the all-white schedule has been so haphazard over the last four years. Do you think this is um, linked into the the uncertainty around Danny Hayes' future as well? And that, um, I mean, no coach wants to be the coach of a team that doesn't have any games. Do you think he wants clarity too? 
I'm sure he does. Yeah, I'm sure he does. And he mentioned that briefly in the in the press conference after the game. I, I think it's all just added to the frustration felt by the players where the issue with Danny Hay is a is a is a wider point in terms of what's going to happen with him. Do they want to keep him? Danny Hay wants to know is, is there going to be games? But I think the biggest thing is the players just need to feel like they're being listened to. That, that's what we hear so much from from organisations, from boards that. You know, it's all about communication. And then something like this happens, and it feels like uh, no one's been listened to. And, and this is Chris Wood, you know, especially, who's done uh, done more for, for the sport than anyone else I could think of. So, you know, when, when you get this sort of communication from Chris Wood, I would have thought you sort of sit bolt upright and, and get on the phone and say, OK, Chris, let's, let's have a chat. <laughs> 100%. Birch, I don't get this. I don't understand this, particularly given... What we saw last weekend when the All Whites were here, a 35,000-strong squad, a uh, crowd rather, a, a, you know, a, a signing session the day before which attracted hundreds. The players staying out afterwards after the game for an hour, um, you know, signing autographs and having photos taken with with kids and slightly bigger kids who were just happy to see them on New Zealand soil. Why can't this be capitalised on? Why can't this team play more games? Yeah, that, that's the that's the mystery because uh, this is. The All-Whites are the one team at the moment. Let's hope that changes in the future. But at the moment, the All-Whites are the one team that can make money. You know, we saw that with the, the TV rights from the Mexico playoff. We saw that from Eden Park. And we can see that in the future. The All-Whites can make money. They've got a following. And they're also getting a reputation. You know, what they did against Costa Rica, people in, around the football world noticed. Because a lot of people are watching. What they did against Peru and Barcelona in front of, uh, what was it, 41,000 crazy Peruvians. People notice, so so people want to play this team. They're 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 a reliable team. They'll the organisation. They'll turn up. They play well. They play good football. There's a lot of upside to this team at the moment, and, and I I would have thought it would have been the reverse, and in, in in the board and the organisation coming to Chris Wood and Winston and other players and saying, Hey guys, we'd love you to play more. What ideas have you got? That's number one. But the other the other part to all this is that the board should be overjoyed that these guys care so much that they want to play because it hasn't always been that way in the past and and you know they're willing to give up their holiday time in November to assemble and play play a couple of games that that's how much it, it means to them it's not about not about the money or anything else it's just about that they want this team to be as good as it can be and surely that's the aim of New Zealand football, the board, and everyone associated with the organisation. I can hear it in your voice, and I share your bewilderment at this. It just doesn't make sense. What have, what have New Zealand football had to say about this? Well, uh, Johanna Wood wasn't available for comment yesterday, which which is pretty disappointing, really, because uh, she is the, the president of New Zealand football. Um, she's the one that when she, whenever she gets on a plane, she turns left, if you know what I mean. Uh, the vast majority of the all-whites turn right. They're sitting in economy class. Marco Staminis, Joe Bell, they they fly 30 hours back to Europe and they play in the the Copenhagen derby this weekend. Joanna Wood flies business class. She, she She's on a big allowance from FIFA as part of her role with FIFA vice president. So at times like this, I would have thought she has to really uh, explain herself. And, and I just think, I just think uh, one of the players summed it up so well by saying it was just felt really disrespectful because the last thing they need to hear is that 
sorry guys, but the finance committee, who are just two or three people from the board, have decided that no, we decided back in March that you're not going to play if you if you don't make the World Cup. So yeah, thanks, thanks for your letter, but um, but yeah, um, no thanks. Again, I I just simply do not understand it. Uh, so as it stands, Burge, I saw a statement from Andrew Pragnell during the week, the, the CEO of New Zealand Football, saying that it was their intention to play in the March international window. So that basically means the All-Whites now won't play together for at least six months. And even that, we don't have any clarity or, or certainty around, do we? No, we don't. And as, we, as I said at the start, I do have sympathy for New Zealand football because unlike every other sport just about in New Zealand, rugby, cricket, netball, it's, it's very hard to arrange games and it's costly. And a lot of teams um, aren't available because they play in a whole lot of other competitions if you're in another confederation. But that's why it's so important to arrange these things early. So the players realise this. That's why in mid-July they wrote this letter. Back in mid-July. And back in mid-July it would have been possible to arrange a game at pretty low cost. I was even hearing of some teams in Europe that were prepared to cover most of the cost for the All-Whites. You know, they'd cover most of the cost. The All-Whites just have to get there. The players even discussed the fact that they were willing to give up their their weekly sort of payment for being in camp. So, I mean, what what, what else do we need? Um, what else do we need to happen? So, yeah, we get games that are difficult to organise, but it's the same with March. Time is ticking. Other teams are being snapped up, and we should already have a March window arranged and be talking about upcoming games in November and probably be planning for June. That That's sort of that's sort of where the board, I guess, has got to get a lot more proactive and think ahead a lot more. Otherwise, these opportunities will keep slipping through their fingers and the players will just get... Well, I think the biggest shame of it all, Piney, as as we know, is we've got this really good generation of players, really motivated generation of players. They just want to play. You know, let's do everything we can to, to find games for them. 100%. 100%. It's just so disappointing. I mean, as you say, how good would it have been off the back of last weekend, which was such a success? Of course, the result didn't go the way New Zealand would have wanted, but the, the occasion was such a success for them to be able to, on Monday, let's just say, say, OK, hey, just just while we've got your attention, here are the here are the six or seven games we've got lined up for 2023. By the sounds of it, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that was a big moment to say, hey, look, we've got We've got these two games in March, and in, in November we've got uh, two teams in the top 50 in the world, two European teams. How excited would would football fans have been, general fans, and how excited would the players have been? You know, it's just um, let's hope that that a lot of people learn from this because they can't keep making um, the same mistake. And as I say, you've got to have sympathy for the board and New Zealand football. It's not an easy job what they have to do. It certainly isn't, but. They've got to get better at doing, I guess, doing their jobs, don't they? They, they do. And I, look, I, I feel, and I don't want to labour the point, but I feel as though there needs to be some sort of creativity around this, some sort of person who gets contracted into New Zealand football at an operational level and just goes out and finds whatever money is needed from a from a sponsor, um, you know, or, or, or somebody who's got a vested interest in the All-Whites and says, OK, look, I'll, I'll cover those costs. I'll, be, I'll put my name to it and put my dollars to it and, and let's get this team home 
two or three times a year. Let's have a trans-Tasman competition that happens every year for goodness sake. Let's just do something that allows this team to continue to play together, as you say, to improve themselves as a team, but also keeps them in the shop window and, as a result, benefits the whole game. Because I tell you what, there would have been kids at that game last week, Birch, who now want to be an all-white, want to be Chris Wood, want to be Winston Reid, want to be Joe Bell. Surely that's for the greater good of the game. Well, as you say, I mean, the, the reception from the, the fans uh, at the public welcome was, was unbelievable. You know, the, the, the players just surrounded the whole time. They had to leave and apologise and say, look, we've got to go to training, sorry. But the kids, kids everywhere, just the smiles on their faces. But the, the really good point you made was after the game, the Orwikes were still out in the field at, at 7 p.m. basically signing autographs for fans that were still hanging around, just so happy to have these, these I guess, heroes uh, at home. Um, that's that's what it's an hour and twenty minutes after the game. I mean, that, yeah. that was just magnificent and magnificent from the players. They're willing to to do that. So, you know, you've you've got a really this is a, this this could potentially be a really wonderful time uh, for the sport, a real launch pad. Um, so, so let's get something launched. You know, it's it's I, I think I think there really needs to be some some answers and and also I guess some kind of. Uh, some kind of apology directed towards the players to mend mend the relationship here because, uh, boy, oh, boy, that was uh, Communications 101 and Johanna Wood and the board did not handle it well at all. Thanks for joining us, Birch. Great piece this morning. I, I, I read it with a high degree of interest and I hope there is um, hope there is a, a response of, of some sort from New Zealand football in the, uh, in the days ahead. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Hey, great to chat, Pine. And yeah, let's hope there is a there is a response, mate. Definitely.